Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Reddit Readings. It's time for my favorite subreddit. You know what it is. Today we are on r slash today I fucked up and listening to weird and funny fuck ups. Enjoy. Reddit Readings, episode 62. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Today I fucked up by telling my husband to visit a whore in Vegas. Last month my husband of 15 years went on a week-long golf trip with his buddies. Before he left, I joked around with him about the legal brothels there are outside of Vegas. And jokingly said, wrap that sucker up if you go get some spend East Range. He goes, he golfs, he drinks, he comes home. Life continues as normal, which includes us having sex about once a day. My 44th birthday was Wednesday and he went out of his way to assure I felt loved and not as old as I am. Last night I was in the bath when I noticed an STD looking wart on my outer lady bits. Having never had a wart thing on my body before, I immediately decide the dude has cheated on me. I flew from the tub to the TV room and start yelling, accusing him of fucking whores in Vegas, and I all around lose my shit. I scream explain my new STD to him and tell him he's gotta leave because we're done. I'm furious. I'm pissed. And he's just about pissing his pants to keep from laughing when he walks over shows me a spot on his elbow and asks if my new STD looks like this. It did. Turns out it's a skin tag, which are a weird flap of skin that becomes more common as you get older. I've since googled it and it's undeniably a skin tag. He knew it was on me from prior visits to my nethers, but never said anything, assuming I knew about it. He kissed me on top of my head and walked away while bent over laugh crying. This was last night and he has not stopped laughing and is now referring to me as dumbass, a name I've 100% earned. Today I fucked up by not knowing what to call my girlfriend's clothes. Actually today, my girlfriend and I are going out to meet up with some of her friends for a drink, and I finished getting ready significantly more quickly than she did. So I'm lying on the bed while she tries on several combinations of pants and tops and is asking me for my opinion. She puts on a pair of jeans, then proceeds to try on a few tops, and finally gets to a top which is basically a blouse, but it has a built-in bottom part that looks like the bottom half of a one-piece bathing suit, so it stays tucked into your pants. Apparently this is called a bodysuit, but the crucial part of this story is that this bodysuit thing has a strap at the bottom slash crotch area that has snaps on it so it can be undone quickly for bathroom convenience, and since she put it on after her jeans, just to see how it looked, the snaps slash strap were just hanging there on the outside. So being the genius that I am, I absentmindedly say, don't you have to snap your cooter strap first? I wish I could describe the look I received. Somewhere between utter confusion and horror. In my defense, I never use the word cooter, and I have no idea why I decided to pop into my head at that particular moment. After missing a beat she yelled, what the actual fuck, but fortunately we both then immediately started to laugh uncontrollably. 
Now the rest of the time she's been getting ready she has been periodically bursting into laughter and yelling I hate you, like Anakin Skywalker. Despite my fuck up, she ended up going with the cooter strap outfit combo and has threatened to murder me if I utter the phrase cooter strap in front of her friends tonight. Today I fucked up by underestimating the power of my vaginal muscles. Warning, this story is not for those with a weak stomach for blood and other bodily fluids. So, now that you're ready to be grossed out, I have a diva cup, it's amazing, I save so much money on tampons etc. Today I woke up with blood covering the insides of my thighs. Annoyed, I shuffled to the bathroom. I sat there on the toilet staring longingly into the distance, having my usual 8am existential crisis. Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why do I have to shove Dracula shot glass up my pussy every month? Just girl things, you know. Now, I'd love to spare you these next details, but unfortunately I think they are vital for this tale. My rectum suddenly decided that I needed to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. I truly did not think my vagina had the ability to launch a blood-soaked lubricated diva cup out of me at the speed of light. I had forgotten to take it out before embarking on my journey. I already knew flushing my diva cup was not an option, so I had to retrieve it. I racked my brain for a solution, the gloves. I had plastic gloves from when I dyed my hair. I put on both gloves just to be safe. I retched before I even dipped my hand in. Bloody poop water is not ideal conditions to go deep diving for a diva cup. I couldn't feel it. I started panicking as the water rose around my wrist. And suddenly, I had struck gold. I found my cup. Retrieving it and placing in the sink to clean it, I threw up. Twice. Do not recommend. 0 out of 10. Today I fucked up by making my girlfriend sleep on the couch on Valentine's Day. Obligatory this happened last night. I went out with my co-workers last night after work and stayed out pretty late. I ate a lot of greasy food and my stomach was feeling it a few hours later. When I got home, my girlfriend was already in bed asleep, so I figured I could let a few nasty farts rip without too much shame. My farts were so bad that they lingered in the room much longer and stronger than I anticipated. These were some of the worst farts I had in a while. Anyway, it was pretty late, and they were my farts, so it didn't stop me from falling asleep. This morning I woke up, and my girlfriend was not in bed. I got out of bed, and walked into the living room, to see her asleep on the couch. I was a little concerned, but figured she was just too hot in our room. The living room stays a few degrees cooler than the rest of our house. Anyway, when she got up I of course asked her why she was sleeping on the couch. She told me, I woke up at 2am from some weird smell in our room. It was giving me a headache and I couldn't sleep, so I went to the living room. I said, that's weird. And nothing else, but in my head I was cracking up. I'm not sure if she wanted me to admit it was my farts, or if I should apologize, but I'm typing this as she's in the shower, and I'm not sure what I'm gonna tell her yet. Today I fucked up by telling the cashier, no thank you, when asked to pay. Just happened, nothing crazy but it made me feel pretty stupid. I'm at a McDonald's drive-thru, and I'm talking to the cashier, ordering my food and exchanging pleasantries. It's raining out, so it's a bit difficult to hear, mind you. I'm finished with my order, and I hear her say, any sauces for you? Instinctively, I reply, no thank you, and start to pull forward. 
When I get to the window, I pull my wallet out to pay, and she gives me an odd look. I ask her if there's an issue, and she says, I thought you cancelled your order? Bewildered, I reply, no, there must have been a miscommunication. And then it hit me, wait, how much is the total? It was $5.40 sir. Oh, she was saying gonna be $5.40, not any sources for you. I laugh, she laughs, the dead body in my trunk laughs. Today I fucked up by making my best friend's house smell like my ass for years. Once, many years ago, I was a young preteen boy at my best friend's house. It was an old house, which had central air ducts in the floor instead of the ceiling. It was a lovely strange house, with some rooms seeming too small for use and others having no conceivable use at all. It had a root cellar. It had a conical iron staircase. It had terribly small bathrooms. I had to poo, like real bad. I used their guest toilet, and dropped what was without any doubt the largest single turd up till that point in my life, and which would remain so for nearly another decade. It was so big, that it stood several inches out of the water, supported only by its own structure jammed into the S-bend. It was so damned long. My diet at the time, consisted mostly of corn dogs and peanut butter sandwiches, as is the way of many preteen boys, and as well as being long the turd was dense, and would prove surprisingly impervious to toilet water. At first I was, quite naturally, absurdly proud. I made this. For the first time in my life, but not the last, I legitimately considered going to go get somebody to look at it, just to share in the wonder. Instead, I flushed, and thus came to experience for the very first time in my life, but again not the last, that specific horror which rises with the toilet water. Panic set in, and I began to hop from foot to foot in anticipation of the water spilling over the rim, but thankfully this particular toilet's maker had love for us all, and had designed the bowl to hold slightly more than a full tank full of water, and the fill stopped just shy of the rim. I then did the natural and courteous thing, and I grabbed the plunger, and went to work hiding the shame of my prideful poo. This is where the Chekhov's gun issue of the diet comes into play, though, and instead of being able to break up and force the turd through, it compacted into the S-bend like a foul cement. The plunger developed a thicker and thicker coating. I was not so much clearing a plug toilet as I was playing the part of a feckle warlock, a mud mage if you will, brewing a cauldron full of shit soup. Small particles began to break free and steep into the water, which turned more and more opaque. The panic had taken hold of me now, and it would walk me carefully onto the stage to enact the final part of this tragedy, this disaster of Freudian proportions. Being a shy boy in somebody else's home, going through the early stages of body insecurity that comes with the onset of pubescence, and having tried all of the methods life had taught me for coping with this situation, my brain reset itself and told me, well, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So I did. I entered a feedback loop and started at stage 1 and flushed the toilet. Immediately, before the handle of the flush even fully engaged, I knew I had made the mistake of my young life, but it was already too late. I felt through the handle the internal mechanisms lift against the pressure of the water, heard the rush of gravity-assisted water, and looked down at the already full brown bowl just in time to register a moment of stillness. Perhaps the toilet was designed in such a manner so that such events could not happen. I was young and inexperienced, and so much of how the world worked was a mystery to me that in that moment I felt hope. 
hope born of the trust that the adults who run the world knew what they were doing and it was safe in their hands. They had thought of this, obviously, because how could they not have known this problem could occur and then taken steps to ensure it couldn't happen. Then the water began to rise. In the moment that the dark brown liquid crested the rim as it began to flow down towards the floor of the small half bath, my childish innocence and trust for the system my forebears had built was lost. Life was chaos and any idea that there may be a plan for us, celestial or human or otherwise, was a lie. Time slowed with the combined existential traumas and the memory of the shit water hitting the floor and beginning to spread still remains one of my most vivid and crystalline memories. Decades later, I didn't scream or yell or run. I stood there, transfixed as my own mess turned into a much much larger problem. As it spread across the small floor, under the door leading to the hall, and instantly dyed the carpet showing underneath. The water level, having hit resistance, then began to rise. I felt it seeping into my shoes and socks. I could sense the smell of it rising from the level of offensive but acceptable BM to that of an open sewer. And then, for the first time, I noticed the vent. Chekhov's other gun then fired, and I settled my vision on the floor AC vent, just in time to witness the water sweep over the minor levee of its sides and create, for a few brief and darkly beautiful moments, the feature forever remembered by me, but never spoken aloud, as one kiss chocolate waterfall. I then finally made a noise, not remembered as a sound, but as a spasm of my lungs and vocal cords. I made the noise with my spinal column, with the sudden tension in my quads and shoulders which raised me on my toes, and outstretched my arms, all outside of the means of concision volition. I wailed like a mother hyena watching a lion begin to charge her pups. It wasn't a human sound. I wasn't a human being. I was an entity of filth and shame and worry and fear, and longing for a quick and sudden death. That is my final, lasting memory of the event. The sound and the dread. The aftermath of it all is lost to me. I know that my friend arrived first, and I had just a moment to register his disgust before his parents arrived. It all got cleaned up. Though whole the carpet stain came out and there was no lasting water damage, I was able to smell myself every time I came into their house. On warm days, it rode the cool air. On cold days, it assaulted the heated air. The friendship did not last the trauma, and I haven't seen him since high school. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
today I fucked up by attempting to use my wife's sex toys. Essentially, the wife and I had just had six, including the use of a new, glass, three-knobbed, but plug. A fantastic time was had, and we eventually made it into the shower, where we and the plug got cleaned up. I thought it'd be hilarious to pretend to put the plug in myself, and going through with my brilliant plot, picked up the glass plug, and attempted to hold it between my butt cheeks. Wet glass is slippery. In less than 2 seconds, I felt it slip from between my cheeks, and turned in time, to see it hit the tiled shower floor with a loud crack. Luckily it didn't shatter much, but yeah, pieces of this, but plug ended up all over the shower floor. Wet glass is also pretty much invisible on a wet floor, and inevitably blood was spilled trying to clean up the fragments. Anyways, we cleaned up the glass, and after exiting the shower, and apologizing profusely to my wife, I decided to try to cheer her up. My solution? Attempt to deep throat her also new silicon dildo. With a bit of gagging, we learned that apparently I can deep throat more of the dildo than my wife can, much to her amusement, and eventually managed to take the almost the whole thing like a champ, and then promptly threw up from agitating my gag reflex too much. So yeah, my wife was somewhat sympathetic, but then insisted I make an alt and share my shame with Reddit. Happy wife equals happy life so here I am. Today I fucked up, thinking I was home alone. So this just happened. I'm a 22 year old female, living with two roommates, who I'll call Ali and Jen, 20 female and 24 female. I got home after work around 5.30. I see that Alice's car isn't parked anywhere on the street in front of our house, so I know she's not home. Jen has only lived with us for a few weeks, but she's always gotten home after me on days we have work, typical MF jobs. Since I don't see Alice's car, I think great. I'm home alone. I get to have some time to myself. Now something I love to do when I'm home alone is listen to music through my earbuds and just sing as loudly as I can. I've had a really long week, so I'm really glad I get to do this for a bit and just go hard and let everything out. So I do just that. For about 45 minutes. After that long, I'm thinking it's kinda weird that Jen hasn't gotten home yet. Something I neglected to mention earlier is that we do have a driveway in the back of our house that I hadn't checked. So I checked. And there's Jen's car. I feel so stupid for not checking the driveway, but I didn't think I needed to since she always gets home later than me. I immediately texted her and apologized for being so loud, and she's just like, no worries, I was just chilling and enjoying the free concert. Lol I want to die. Today I fucked up by not reading the description of an Airbnb room and booking anyway. Ah, where do I even start? Well obligatory throwaway for reasons described below. My fiance and I love traveling. And whenever we can we take a trip to explore a new place. This time we decided on Puerto Rico for the long weekend. We had a lovely time on the northwest side of the island. It truly is paradise with secluded beaches. Our last night we had to spend it in San Juan, the capital, because we had an early flight. We didn't have an Airbnb booked yet because we procrastinated. So the day before, I was browsing the website to find the cheapest place. We try to book cheaper stays and spend money on experiences. So I quickly found a $30 room with awesome reviews and a super host. So I booked without looking back. When we arrived to San Juan, we quickly realize we are in the wrong side of town. 
when the GPS showed that we arrived my fiancé and I look at each other perplexed. But whatever, it's just one night, I thought, let's suck it up. The place is very run down, our room is about 70 square meters, smells like homicide, the paint is peeling from the walls, and we shortly realize that there is no bathroom in the room. There's a shared bathroom in the upstairs corridor and you must walk through the outside of the house in order to get to it. My fiancé and I look at each other for a while without saying one word, but then we decided to splurge on dinner since we got a cheap hotel room. That night we went to a lovely tapas restaurant and had an amazing meal that I will never forget. While at dinner, my lovely fiancé says she's worried about the fact that I always wake up to pee one or twice in the middle of the night. She says it will suck and suggests I pee on a water bottle. We laugh it out and when bedtime comes we pass out because we were extremely tired. Come 2am, my bladder wakes me up from a deep sleep and I lay there for a few seconds thinking maybe I can hold it. But my efforts are futile and I get up. It's worth mentioning that the room did not have any windows so it's very dark inside. When I open the door I realize it's storming outside, and I think to myself, where is that damn bottle? I grab the bottle and empty my bladder as carefully as I can. I did spill a bit, but whatever. I quickly noticed the cap was missing, so I decide to place the bottle of urine under the bed. Well my stupid brain decided to turn off the lights first and there I stood in complete darkness thinking I can do this in the dark. Well, as I walk towards the bed I step on my fiancé's hard curler plug which prompted me to drop the damp bottle all over my fiancé's body, including her face. She wakes up very confused and saying what the fuck are you doing while spitting my urine out. This is the first and very last golden shower she will ever receive. Today I fucked up by comparing my mouth to a vagina to my dental hygienist. Happened yesterday, my face is still red. For context, I'm a female. I was getting my mouth cleaned, and my super amazing dental hygienist was talking about some gingivitis in one area of my mouth. She pulls her tools out, and my dumbass looks up at her and says, I wish mouths were like vaginas, you know, self-cleaning. We both stop and stare at each other. Huh, because she cannot process what the fuck I have just said, and I, because I cannot believe what the fuck I have just said. A few centuries later, she busts out laughing. I turn 12 shades of red and wish desperately I could melt into the chair and disappear forever. She took it in stride, though. Haha, <laughs> I'm glad they're not. I'd be out of a job. Never heard that one before. I'm just thankful I said it when she was almost done. Today I fucked up by making my one night stand breakfast. I got out of a bad relationship a few months ago, and only recently felt good enough to get out of the house again. This was my first ever boyfriend, and he turned out to be a piece of crap, so I was obviously a bit hesitant. But some old friends from high school were visiting my town, and asked if I wanted to go on a bar crawl with them, and I figured fuck it, it's not like anything will happen, other than getting drunk with some pals, so why not? At the first bar we run into a group of guys from my university. I had seen some of them around but never spoke to them before. One of my friends decides she's going to force me to get out of my shell and drags our group over to talk with them. I'm extremely quiet, like, weirdly quiet to most people, so I end up sitting in the corner of our booth and not saying anything, just drinking and feeling awkward. Well, one of the guys in the other group, let's call him Adam, is also being weirdly quiet. 
So my friends and his friends, who are already tipsy, decide to make things as awkward as possible by making us play truth or dare, except we have to drink when we don't want to answer something. There are a lot of personal slash sexual questions neither of us want to answer, so we end up drinking quite a bit. And by the time we are done the first bar, Adam and I are on a whole different plane of existence from everyone else. And it turned out we had a lot in common, and he was pretty cute, and we are goofing around, and laughing the whole time. I started to get butterflies in my stomach, and not just from the alcohol. Adam has my exact sense of humor, and is really sweet and kind. We wander off, and start having deep drunk conversations about feeling left out of things, and how annoying it is, when people say shit like, can they speak? I tell him I'm walking home, and he offers to walk with me. I know where this is going, but I'm drunk enough that I don't feel nervous, plus I feel like I have a genuine connection with this guy. Our friends are wolf whistling as we leave, and instead of being embarrassed, I feel weirdly proud. So we get to my place, talk and smoke for a bit, and do the deed. I wake up earlier than him and decide I'm going to make a nice breakfast. I want to impress him and show him I like him and everyone likes a good breakfast when they have a hangover, right? So I sneak out of bed and make scrambled eggs, french toast and sausage. I prefer almond milk so I use that for the eggs and french toast. He wakes up and tells me I look just as cute sober. At this point I'm convinced he's the love of my life. He sees the breakfast and gets excited and I'm like yes, my plan worked. I'm going to get to his heart through his stomach. We eat and everything's going great for a few bites. Then he makes a weird face and clears his throat. His eyes start to widen, and he asks me what, if there were nuts in the bread or something. I say no, but I used almond milk. He jumps out of his chair, and says call an ambulance right now. I'm freaking the fuck out. He's wheezing and stuff and looks absolutely panicked. I ask if he has an epipen, and he shakes his head no. So I call an ambulance and tell them he's having an allergic reaction and paramedics come and haul him off. This happened last weekend. I have not heard back from him since. I found his buddy and confirmed he is not dead. I guess accidentally triggering a severe allergic reaction does not lead to romance. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.